Hello there, fine fat girls of the world. It's me, your pony master, Trigadoo-Hales. You used to call me on the cell phone. Wow, wow, wow. Let not when I need your love. Call me on the telephone. I know when that hot light blink. I can only see one thing. People ask me why I sing. And I don't ever know. You used to call me on my telephone. She says, do you love me, babe? I said, no, I'm sorry. I love my sleeping bag and my mother. Hello and welcome to the Random Podcast with me, Marques. Hey, guys and gals and Billy Markles and Billy Martinis. What is it, episode 73 or something? What is it, Valentine's Day? Oh, it's the day for lovers and for lonely fuckers. Are you a lover? Are you lying to the person that you're with? Are you afraid to be alone? So you're pretending to be in love. And the person probably bought you presents. So that makes you think maybe actually I do like them. I do like them. Because they bought me materialistic stuff. So that makes me gleam over the fact that I can't stand this fucker. Be it a man or a woman. Be you a woman or a man. I presume women lie more. But accept the presence. I do think it's funny. Imagine being a dude and being sad about being alone. On Valentine's, can I do this whole podcast singing? I am wrecking my head, so I presume I might be wrecking yours too. But imagine being a dude and being like, oh, I'm so sad and lonely. It's Valentine's Day. I have no one. I have no one. Fuck off, you loser. If you're lonely, unless someone's died, unless you just got dumped recently, then all right, I'm not talking to you. I feel bad. Broken hearts are awful. Sad, sad. But if you're just not, and you just can't find someone to go out with, then it's it's all you, buddy or lady. It's all you. You're either not as good looking as you think. You're ugly, in other words. Um. So sort that out. Gym it up. Get a haircut. Get some sleep. Get a tan. I don't know, fix yourself in some way, some forms, some shapes. Stop blaming others. You're just an ugly fucker. That's number one. That could be the reason why you're all alone on Valentine's Day. Number two, your personality is fucking awful. Ever think about that? Ever think that you might be a gimp? You could be a fucking annoying whore. You might be the worst person ever in the world. If you're a girl and you take photos where you're always looking down at the ground and you're hiding your face, but you're looking down at the ground like you lost something, well, then you are probably an, an awful human being. That's why you're alone. Because nobody can hack you. Are you a dude who has been called a douchebag a lot? Do you get angry for no reason? 
Are you a fucking loser? There, my friend, lies the answer to the question of why am I all alone on this day? Are you going to pretend to be romantic and nice and a friendly person? Oh, but I'm nice. I should have someone. No, you're a cunt or a prick. One of the two, you pick. And the third reason, this is probably a good reason. Your standards are too high. Lower those standards. You're not as pretty or as beautiful or as interesting as you believe. You're probably boring as fuck and generic as muck. That is a song for your brain. From mine to yours, and in return, I hope it seeps in and you take a long-haired look at yourself in the mirror and say, what the fuck, why haven't I been reading books or trying to improve my personality or being interesting or not being a fucking bore? Not taking social cues. There's many reasons why. Maybe you have fucking chlamydia. Maybe you have chlamydia and it's gotten out. And people now know you as, hey, there's a fucking Mr. Chlamydia. Stay away from him. And you're like, ah, how do they know? I don't know, man. Word gets around. Word gets around. Maybe you're a girl and you're a blogger. And you blog about all your dates. And you try and make something out of nothing. Maybe that's a reason. You're like, stay away from her. She's a fucking drama queen. There's a reason. <coughs> Bloggers. I do. My Still my favorite fact about dating, online dating, is that women's main... Um, concern fear from on online dating is that the person they meet is going to be a murderer and they're going to murder them whereas guys number one fear is that the girl shows up and she's fatter than her photos oh men are pricks prickety prick prick pricks do you know it's funny too because i remember i met this one girl from before and I hadn't met her before, but she was like on Instagram or something. And then she showed up and she was fatter in her photos. And I was like, ah, oh, I can see the fear. She was still nice, but you know, you felt duped. You felt duped. But I wonder now if guys' number one fear is also unequal pairs that the girl is a blogger and she's going to blog about the date and she's going to say, he was a prick. He, uh, he uh, he zoned out during one of my stories. I was trying to tell him a story about my cat. And he zoned out. How could he? I was trying to tell him a story about how I work in retail. And uh, I was telling him about Sharon who works in retail also. And Sharon, we don't get along. Because Sharon doesn't fold her clothes. And I'm expected to fold her clothes. And I said, no, Sharon. And Sharon said, no. I've been here before you. You can fold my clothes. And he didn't seem interested in that story. So fuck this guy. Here's his Instagram. I'm going to put him on blast. I'm a blogger. Um, maybe there are reasons anyway, people, that you're all alone and sad. You should be sad. Why should you be sad? Single. Go out and have some sex. Go out and do a bit of pumping. Pump, pump, pump it up. Pump, pump, pump it up. I don't get to. This girl was telling me about a guy that she just started seeing. And she was like, um, he keeps asking, can he come over and snuggle and cuddle me? And I was like, how well do you know him? She's like, I just met him a few times. And I was like, oh, that makes me, if I ever, if I ever use the word snuggle or cuddle, I, I wonder if I'd consider killing myself. I'd wonder if I'm like, 
I I don't know who this person is in front of me. I don't know who I am. Um, I don't like the person that I've become. I use the word cuddle, snuggle. Oh, come on. Like, all right, on the off chance you catch me, you're in bed, you go for a cuddle. I'm not going to kick you out. I might kick you out, but I probably won't kick you out. I'll be like, all right, let's engage in some cuddling. I'll pretend that your hair isn't itching me. I'll pretend that you're taking my space in the bed. I'll pretend that I'm into it. (coughs) But for me to use the word... For me to text someone that I don't really know... (coughs) Jesus, the ball's on him. The ball's on him. I'd prefer to text a girl some explicit sexual act than to be like, I'd love to come snuggle you. Oh, I'd feel so soft. I'd be a soft cock. And we all know we don't like soft cocks on this on this TV show, huh, guys? If you're a soft cock, turn off the channel. Watch something else. Watch some knitting. You're not wanted in this part of town. This is a soft cock-free town. That goes for men and for women. Women can be soft cocks, too. <coughs> Just like women can be creeps. I just got knocked down by a creep earlier. I was coming back from the gym. I really need to buy new gym shorts, I think, because... Whatever's going on in my gym shorts and my little pander pipe flapping around, <coughs> flapping around in the old shorts. Gay men seem to enjoy it. And the odd occasion I'm holding off for some a hot woman. Imagine a nine or a ten looked out my crotch and said, mm, nice, nice. I like I like what you've got going down there in the in those soccer shorts. What are they? Gypsy FC Gypsy FC, what's that? Oh, that's a celebrity team you used to play for. Oh, that's even more interesting. You're intriguing. Your crotch had me intrigued, but now you're the Gypsy F- FC logo has me wondering. Hmm, what can I get out of you? Oh, give us a look at the old crotch. Get out, come here, big boy, and get out of those shorts. That's the dream. That's why I wear those shorts all the time. Also, comfort and probably more likely, as is the way, uh, convenience. If they're there, I'll wear them. And I also have that Irish voice nagging in my head. Why would you buy new shorts when you got perfectly good shorts here? <coughs> true and fair. Fair and true, as we say in the island of Ireland, Plato Island. Fair and true. Um, but anyway, I was walking back from the gym just now. <coughs> On a lovely, crisp, fresh day in LA. It's, hard, it's rare, I call it, both crisp and fresh. She's usually smoggy, humid, sticky, and loud. But today it's quiet, it's fresh, and it's crisp. Walking back, some dude pulled out of a car park, garage, whatever the hell it is, uh, almost hit me. Arrogantly, I was waiting to cross. The light was green for me to cross. He pulled out anyway. Almost bumped into me. (coughs) Then he just looked down at my shorts and said, hmm, nice. And then he drove away. That's the kind of people that you have in L.A. (coughs) When they knock you down, they won't help you up. They'll just curve on your penis. uh, They'll say, nice. And you're meant to be like, oh, thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, creepy man, for the compliment. Another favorite that they do sometimes is that they'll Almost knock you down. <coughs> and like, I might be in the... I'll be... No, I'm not. I might. I will be in the right. 
And then be like, get off the fucking audio file. I'd be like, ah, you prick. You knock me down and you give me grief? What kind of country is this? But um, I also, I live in a real dumb area, dumb part of town. Maybe all, all of LA is dumb. But I kind of live by Runyon. So you hear people on dates or just meeting, <clears throat> going to and from Runyon. I might hear them outside sometimes. And the other day I heard a girl downstairs and she was like, I don't know, I just heard, I am a Hungarian model. And the guy was like trying to impress her or get her back to his apartment. And he was just like, ah, I got food back in my apartment. I was like, do you think Hungarian means hungry? I am a hungry model. Well, I'm a well-stocked fucking idiot. Come back to my apartment and let's try and get a bit of pumping. Lovely romantic story on this day. Why am I coughing? I don't know. It is love. It is love day, also known as Ash Wednesday. I was reminded of this. I'm going to read you an article. How to find and make love in L.A. Five, top five tips for dating in L.A. I wrote this for the... Irish Examiner before so I might as well read it because people are saying oh that's really funny that's really funny actually I did an interview the other day as well I'll read that because that's some of the best answers I've given I did a radio interview this week I did a paper interview this week basically guys I'm, I'm reaching a new level of fame and I'm going to leave you all behind so you're going to come up to me like I listen to your podcast and I'll be like get the fuck away from me get the fuck away from me and you'll be like why are you saying this we're at mass and I'd be like, priest, call security. And the priest would be like, sure thing. And I'd be like, cheers, Father Joe. And the priest come over and they'll fuck you out. They'll be like, get away from him. He's above you. He just did a radio interview and a newspaper interview. All in the same week. Here's my article anyway. Uh, not a fan of dates. Many reasons. Here are a few. So, I'm sitting at a candlelit table in some lovely, fancy, classy, prancy, indoor-outdoor patio garden, cellar-style overpriced restaurant in West Hollywood with that lovely date ambience I've read so much about. Pretty good opening line. Thank you very much. Across the table from me is a beautiful blonde. Let's call her Kate. Typical LA name. Kate's gorgeous. Big blue eyes that suck you in. Voluptuous lips that keep you mesmerized. And Farrah Fawcett hair with just the right amount of bounce and curl that your head starts bobbing along like a dog as she speaks. What's funny is when I read back stuff I've written, I'm like, I have no recollection of writing this. Do I have a ghost writer? My eyes drift down to her low-cut, intricate, and exquisite one-off Vivian Westwood dress that probably cost more than my car. Oh, Betsy, Kai, it's looking unreal. I've been trying to meet up for ages, and now that we're here, all that's gone through my mind as I pretend to listen to the story she's telling me is, I swear to God I'm going to punch the waiter. Dating is some laugh. In fairness, maybe it's less dating's fault and more me. I've never been good at them. Don't really get the dating culture in L.A. Intense rules, structures, formalities, forced fun. Every date feels like an overplanned New Year's Eve. Fair and true. When I first got here, I was going on dates without even knowing it. Bump into someone on the street, that's a date. Talk to someone at a coffee shop, that's a date. Meet someone in the pub for a drink and have a wild passionate night together, that's a date. It was all so confusing. That reminds me of another tweet I thought the other day that someone sent me. She was like, oh, this is very nice. And the tweet said something like, I hate when a girl thinks I like her just because we had sex. Classic. I hate that. 
I'm not a fan. Come on. Sex is down the list. Number 15 on the list. Number one, are we going to the beach? Because if we're going to the beach, that means I must like you. Back to the article. The first date I unwittingly went on was a man date with a Swiss guy named Ozel. Met him at an acting class. Told me he was going to the pub with all his buddies I should come. Having no friends at the time and seeing how he seemed to know enough about soccer to keep me entertained, I said, cool, see you there. Show up at the bar, it's just him sitting at a corner table, dressed in a nice shirt and looking like he just came from mass. After an awkward pint, I asked where everyone else was. There was no one, nobody else. He lied about locking soccer. Locking soccer? Good English. He lied about liking soccer too. It was all grand until Ozel, who told me previously that he had a girlfriend and was straight, started aggressively asking, Ever thought about doing something crazy and fun like hooking up with a straight Swiss guy? Yeah, You know what, Ozel? I haven't. Thanks for asking, though. <clears throat> Pretended to go get another pint and just kept walking out the door. That was true. True, unfortunately. Unfortunately, everything is true, people. <clears throat> Second date I unwittingly went on turned out to be an orgy. Always nice. This girl, Kat, who I met while viewing apartments, asked me if I would join her at a party that was going to be all European people. Despite Kat seeming like a nut job, I said, sure, sounds good. Again, no friends, and she was hot. Show up, Kat's the only girl. Just me, Kat, and three muscular Scandinavian dudes, Klaus, Jorgen, and Jan, all smiling deranged smiles and asking if I would like to take some ecstasy. Eh, I'll pass, lads. Ten seconds later, they're all stripping off. Cat's telling me to relax while I'm telling Jorgen I don't want to go into the bedroom to help him pick out music. Instead, I pretend to go outside to phone a Swiss buddy to come join us. Sprint on. Sprint on as in I ran away, people. Ran away from orgies. I think that was more of a gangbang than an orgy. But, you know, at the time I wasn't aware of terminology and linguistics. Anyway... Back to the article. Many more unwitting dates after that. The yogi with the leprechaun fetish. The hippie who picked me up coming home from the gym and tricked me into going to a ritzy restaurant with her while still dressed in my UCC soccer shorts and gym attire. See? These shorts, they're, they're, fucking, they're fucking intense. They're sexual shorts. Uh, the Satanist who thought I looked like Jesus. That was weird. Eventually, I just embraced the dating culture. First proper date was with a girl I met at a supermarket. Texted me saying she had a pitcher of Guinness waiting for me at the bar near my apartment. How could I say no? Halfway through the picture, I asked how she knew I was at home. She told me she'd been hanging around my street, knew where I lived because she followed me home from a distance one night. By the time I finished the picture, she was asking me when I would take her to Ireland and if her kids would be hot. No spoof. She was a fucking nut. I told her maybe it was best we were just friends. Let's not get too carried away. She smiled and left for the bathroom. Seemed to take it well until she came back and tried to fight me. She looked like a playboy model, but she threw a punch like an MMA fighter. That was fucking weird. Her and her friend tried to fight me. For a second, I bobbed and weaved, hands up, wondering if I was really about to wrestle and fight a girl. No, instead I took the high road and ran out the door screaming. So that was fun. After that, I avoided dates like the plague. To dodge. Did meet some nice girls, but it never worked out for one reason or another. There was the actress who turned out to be a sloppy alcoholic. People in America can't drink. The singer with the psychotic ex-husband. 
Always fun to have the ex floating about. The model who's ridiculously smart, intelligent, and kind, but lived in Silver Lake, which is about a 45-minute drive away from me in traffic, so that put an end to that. If my soulmate mate doesn't live within a five-minute walking distance, then they can fuck right off. Get out of my face. I blame my lack of dating in Ireland for being so clueless about the whole process. All I remember from those dates was how finicky I could be. I am a finicky prick. That's what I realized. True and fair. Like when I was 15, I went to the cinema with a girl in Douglas. Douglas is the little villagey place where I'm from. Who I thought I liked, but halfway through the movie, I saw she had a hole in her sock. So that turned me off. That was bad. I remember we went to the cinema. It was being like four buddies. And I thought I liked her, but... You don't discuss any feelings renting in Ireland. So I was like, oh, I wish I was just here with the lads. So I was looking for an excuse to not like her. Jesus, I'm a prick. Then I saw a hole in her sock. And I was like to my buddy, I don't like her. And he was like, I think I love her. So we kind of said, I I don't really know if I like you anymore. But he, he loves you. And then she just went home. Sorry if you're listening. You had unreal hair in fairness. Big fan of your hair. Back to the article. Or when I was 17, leaving the cinema with a different girl and it started raining, so she ran for shelter. And I remember thinking she looked like a mix between an ostrich and a chicken as she ran. So that turned me off too. That really did turn me off. She ran too odd and she flapped her arms in an odd way as she ran. Anyway, back to Kayet and the waiter. He's just after telling us that we're not they're not doing the usual menu. They have a special set menu just for tonight. Only option, 150 dollars per person seven mini courses capers sardines poached eggs oysters veal and peach flavored chocolate mousse i'm sitting there fake smiling nodding along politely trying to ask if i can just get a 50 dollar roast chicken or a 70 dollar steak as i planned on doing after checking the menu online before booking the restaurant no he tells me well fuck me everything you just listed off on the menu sounds mank mank is an irish word for horrible horrendous awful kayet is confused too but the waiter says this is our only choice so we both nod and say okay thank you looks like i'm spending three hundred dollars in food plus an extra two hundred dollars in drink and tip five hundred dollars fuck me pink some chunk in a meal i won't even eat let's be honest that's why i don't like dating here it's expensive i'm a simple man with a particular taste porridge roast chicken and guinness will do me just fine fancy stuff makes me queasy probably all that butter but no can cause a fuss oh no i'm on a date and all except to make matters worse while kayet is telling me a story i hear the waiter telling the table next to us that if they don't want to do the special menu they can order from the regular menu something he does for special customers i remember this happened and i was fucking furious especially because i was sitting underneath a heater outdoor heater and it was burning the top of my scalp oh that was I'm a I'm a lovely person to hang around with people. Hit me up. I love hanging around with people. Back to the article. Pardon me. Call him over and politely ask what that was about. You told me I couldn't order from the regular menu. Looks at me shocked. Oh, did I not tell you that you could do that too? No, you fucking prick. You didn't. Sorry. Well, it's too late to change your order now. But I could add chicken or steak to your bill if you'd like to do that. He saw me coming, prick. And that's why I now want to fight him. In the end, though, I sat there spewing in my own bile, giving the dirt the waiter dirty looks. Ruined my night. Obviously ruined Kayate's night, too. 
so much she insisted on paying the half the bill just so she didn't owe me anything ever again. Nice. So that was nice that we split the bill, equality and all. Oh, and Kayet also bought me a Christmas present, seeing as it was Christmas Eve, and I didn't even think of that, so I had nothing to give her. So that was fun. All in all, ladies, I'm a great catch. In summary, my top five tips for dating in LA. One, assume at any given moment a date might turn into an orgy. Two, be prepared that your date might try to fight you. Three, wear comfortable shoes in case you need to run away quickly. Four, be prepared to spend your rent money on one date. And five, never go on a date with me. In case you're wondering, I've yet to hear back from Kayet since her lovely meal. I did, however, receive a refund for my half of the bill after going back and complaining to the manager. Also, the chain that Kayet got me as a present is pretty slick, so at least I have something to show for the date. And really, isn't that what it's all about? Personally, I think it is. Uh... So that was a lovely dating article, if anyone's wondering about what to do and where to go and what's it like to date me. As you can tell, it's pretty, pretty awful, but in a lovely way. So that's a lovely article. I might as well read. Here's a interview I did the other day for, it's called Brits in LA. It's a British paper, something or another. Here we go. These are some of the best answers that you'll ever hear in an interview, and they'll probably never ask me back again. Meet Marquez from Ireland, who moved to LA seven years ago to pursue a, a, a comedy and writing career. Interviewer, was there a particular reason you chose LA, Mark? Yes, the weather and the women. I'm a weak man. Oh, and the best place to be for comedy. What do you miss most from home? Being chubby. Oh, that's so sad. I used to be chubby. What was your first impression of LA and has it changed since? People here are very dumb and no. Next question. What do you find the biggest difference is living here versus Cork? In LA, people tell me that bread is for poor people, whereas back in Cork, we eat bread all the time. Wow. Um, do you have a hidden gem in LA that you want to share with us? Yes, Book Soup is probably my favorite place to go, mostly because they have my three books, Random, Random, and Predom, before I came to LA. It's their top recommended books in there. If you're not promoting yourself and plugging your shtick in an interview, then go home. That's what I've realized. What would you suggest to others who are thinking about making a move here? Just come here and figure it out when you get here and try not to die within the first six months. That's key. Don't die. Lots of members join our group, Brits in LA, seeking out words of wisdom. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Probably this wise old Irish proverb. A lot of the sense I make no time. Well, guys, that's a special interview from me to you. You're blessed and I'm blessed. Here's a good joke, too, that I just remember that I wrote. Probably the best joke ever. What do you call a girl with no L's in her name? What do you call a girl with no L's in her name? Noel. Thank you. Apologies. <coughs> um, I do remember. Jesus, I'm a finicky prick. The girl, she was. What was her? I can't remember the girl's names. I do remember that girl with the hole in her sock. I think she had a hole in her pants too, and I was like, "Alright, that's two holes. Two holes too many." And then the girl who ran, that's when I knew I was in trouble. 
because she ran. She was actually getting shelter, but she also left like a pound or maybe five pounds in the bathroom of the cinema place. And the way she panicked, I was like, whoa, she's panicking too much over too little money. Is she poor? She kind of lost control. She flailed, and then she ran like a flailing chicken. And I was like, oh, I just, I, I used to think you're hot because she was so hot. And when you're 15, you're uh, you're just concerned with looks mostly and that they're acceptable to, uh, to be around. And now I've moved on, and now I like having sex with emotionally unavailable women who are dead inside because I am a necrophiliac. Just giving you some classic gems that I wrote this week, people. <coughs> oh, it's Ash Wednesday. Um, you know what that means? No meat. I like the way I'm basically a pagan now that I live in LA. People are like, oh, did you go to Mass? No. It's too far away. Plus, I don't want to walk around with black ash on my forehead. Ash Wednesday, the day... Doesn't Lent start today? Is there ash? I can't remember why there's ash in your forehead. But if you walk around, you're just like, oh, what are you doing? At least in Ireland, other people are walking around with black ash in their forehead. Not in West Hollywood. I've already people looking at Although maybe it would distract from my crotch. People will stop looking at my ponder pipe and instead be like, what's that? What's that black stuff in your face? Is that dried sperm? That's probably the thought they'd have here. Um, that's probably everything's so sexual here. It's a sexual town. The quickest way, right, if you're looking for love in LA, I'll give you more tips. Text a girl that emoji with the heart eyes. Heart eyes, they love that. They think, oh, you look beautiful. Heart eyes. In the bag. In the bag. Or I'll just give them money. That's another way I found that is a quick way to a woman's heart. In LA, just give her cash. Cold hard cash. She'll love you forever. Or else if a girl isn't texting you back, here's what you do. You just compliment. You vaguely compliment the photo she posted without saying which one. Be like, oh, you look hot in that photo. And if she hasn't replied to your other text, she'll immediately reply and say, oh, thank you. Which one? Then you'd be like, you were fucking not replying to my text. So that's, they call me the love doctor, guys, because I'm here full of love, pumping love out to people. Pump, 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 pump it up. Pump, pump, pump it up. That's my Valentine's Day uh, terminology. Pump. Get for a pump. Who's up for a pump? Oh, I think the coffee's wearing off. Oh, I got a haircut this week. Just trying to remember what I did this week. Haircut. People are calling me stunning, gorgeous, beautiful, unique. Other people are saying, you look better before with the wild hair. And now you don't. Now I'm disappointed in you. So it's a, it's a nice. I like when I post a picture from like years ago when I'm 16. People are like, you should do your hair exactly like this again. And I'm like, what, blonde and spiky? When I used to want to be in a boy band? I think I grew up wanting to be in a boy band. Didn't really tell anyone, but I was like, oh, I could be in NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Oh, my, and I, oh it, my dreams almost came true this week, people. For a brief moment, I was in one of the best boy bands in the world. So I was up at um, 
Buddy Rob's house, Robbie Williams, great singer, great FIFA player, sound man, went up playing a FIFA tournament. And uh, you never know who's going to be up there. It was James Corden. He's a late night talk show host, sound dude. Other guys, sound guys, but you wouldn't know all of them. And then Mark Owen, who's in his band too, take that. English people or non-Americans probably know who I'm on about. Sound guy too, really sound. So we're just playing FIFA. People are like, what's it like? Imagine you and your friends are playing FIFA. That's what it's like. It's funny as fuck. And also, except you're in this like unreal mansion. It was like the best food. Oh, the food was unreal. He's got his own chef. Christ. Oh, she can cook like no other. Oh, like, jeez. I'm eating this stuff and I'm like, He's going, they all eat, he eats so healthy, and I'm like, there's no way this is fucking healthy. There's no way it tastes too nice. I was just eating it. I couldn't stop, and I'm like, nah. And then I realized, Rob was like, well, you've eaten seven bags of carrots with that dip. Carrots are carbs. And then I felt sick from all the carrots. That's how healthy it was. And he's got this huge, like, cinema screen that's where we're playing FIFA on. So besides the surroundings, the atmosphere is a lot like when I was in college. In a little shitty two-bedroom house on College Road in Cork. And me and six buddies were skipping class by playing FIFA. Except people were smoking weed inside and drinking vodka at 11 in the morning. Besides that, and sitting on a shitty couch, and there was ash on the ground, because the people that lived there didn't care. They weren't going to get the deposit back, and everyone's eating a breakfast roll or crisps. So, it's kind of similar, but also much nicer now. But, um, it's funny too, there was one young guy there, and he was like on a dating app, Raya or something, and he was showing us. And uh, we were, like, trying to come up with good chat-up lines for the women on the app. And I was like, it'd be funny if these women knew who, were, who was writing the lines. My buddies used to do that to do before when I was in college. I was the love doctor back in college. I used to be good at texting. Still am. Classic texter. If you ever get in a text conversation with me, oh, you're in for a treat. Because it's a jibber. As long as you can hack jibber. But they'd be like, oh, this girl's into me. I don't know what to say. And I'd be like, hand me your phone. Hand me your phone. And then they'd have a date within two to three texts. Boom, boom, boom. Jibber, jibber, jibber. But I was like, ah, oh, if this girl knew who was texting her, would she would she care more? She probably would. She probably, probably would. Oh, and then at one point, they were like going on about just being in Vegas and seeing some act. And then Mark Owen was like, oh, I saw Backstreet Boys. And they were like, oh, what songs did you sing? Or did they do? He was like, what's the name of this one? And then James Carton and Mark on, and then Robbie were like on, uh, what's the song? Ain't nothing but a heart. Uh, me why. They were all singing and harmonizing. And I was like, ah, I feel like I'm in the bar band. My childhood dreams are coming true. Um, and then I, I was playing FIFA. And then they were like, Dung, 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 dung. Hey, no, that's not the song. I can't remember the songs. Hang on, let me find out the song so I can do do it justice, people. Then they were like, that. They were like, oh, what are the songs we doing? They were like, everybody. Wah, wah, rock. And they'd all sing along. 
Everybody. Or else that's one. Back streaks back. All right. No, no, no. What's that one larger than life? I you larger than life. And I was like, oh, yeah, what about this one, too? So then I was like, what's that one where they're like, because my love is all I have to give. And then they all started singing. And then I tried to go in, without you, my love is like. They all just looked at me and said, no, 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 you've ruined the sing-along. I was like, no, but we're in the band now. I have to take that James Corden and Billy Merkel. We're all in the band, and I can be the number one singer, and we can travel the world and be like the next, the next Beatles. Come on, guys, come on! And they told me to get the fuck out of the house, to kick me out of the mansion, and to walk home from Beverly Hills. So close to living the dream, people. And then it all fell away. Isn't that life? You think one minute you're there, and the next minute you're gone. But it was okay because I had to go to a lunch the next day. With one of my best friends, Richard Lewis. And oh boy, is he a funny fucker. He's like 70 now, but Jesus, he's a funny man. Although it's funny, he'd be telling me stories. As long as the references. I'd be like, you're too old. I don't know who these references are. And then he tries to fight me. And then I tell him a funny story. And he says, you're an Irish prick. And I'll say, oh, you know me well, Richie boy. And then we'll eat some... He always takes me to like these old school classic Hollywood restaurants that you're like, wow, this is slick. I would never came here before. And then you're like, what kind of life is this that I'm living? I almost reached the top of the the boy band chain and then I fell to, to hanging out with a comedy legend. And then I almost get knocked down by a guy checking out my penis. So, you know, you know, guys, you, you move to a new country and you're living the dream and you might lose your religion. See you later, Catholicism and hello, being a pagan and uh, see you later, being like nice to the family. And you, you talk to your family all the time. And now you're just a you're just a fuck, a little piece of shit out in L.A. just having a laugh and you're making fun of lonely people on Valentine's Day. But you're actually trying to elevate people to be nicer. To uh, lift up, stop being so dumb. Stop asking girls you don't know if they'd like to snuggle and cuddle. Stop pretending to be a nice guy. Just say you want to put your penis into them and see what happens. They'll say, no, go fuck yourself. Or they might be like, okay, I appreciate your honesty, finally. Finally, you're asking me what you really want. You're not lying to me or yourself. Um... So yeah, that was a shame. That was a shame that I didn't, the boy man, we didn't sign any contracts. So who knows if it's going to happen. Um, I still, I'll still wake up every morning with hope that it will happen. And that you'll see me on top of the pops or the billboard charts, top 100. And I'm going to be singing out of tune like Millie Vanilli. And I'll, that's the ultimate dream. That's what it is deep down. And then you're living the dream, people. All right, my coffee's worn off. The roommate's back. So it's time to finish this fucker up. Uh, 
uh, there we go. Check me out. Instagram at the Marquez, Twitter at Trick and Do, Snapchat at Trick and Do. Send me those lovely nudes. Send me all your best wishes. On rate this on iTunes. Got a few ratings. Good work, people. You're keeping the dream alive. So until next time, uh, go pump on and good luck. Do good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.